Hello everybody, it's Michelle here. Hey, this is part three of a series we're doing on the four developmental tasks every person needs to master in order to be successful and have a rich and full life. So today we're gonna to be focusing on that second picture in the series. So this is the, um, the house. So I draw it very, very simply, okay? I told you I'm not, a, I'm not an artist, but the house is, you know, a little triangle with a square, and then it has this little teeny tiny fence around it. That's how I remember this one. So basically, what we're talking about is what is acceptable inside the fence and what is outside the fence. So that's why I chose to, to draw this drawing like this, because your boundaries, everything inside your fence line, that is what you like, what you dislike, um, your thoughts, your opinions. We're going to go over some of those things. And everything on the outside of that fence is not your responsibility. Okay. Now, sometimes what happens is over time, uh, especially when we're young, um, maybe we have a very authoritative kind of controlling uh, personality as our first caregivers. And so we end up finding out that the fence, uh, maybe our yard is really, really small, right? And we have a very tall fence because the people in our life have kind of told us, this is what you should think. This is what you should do. This is what you should feel, right? And then sometimes what happens is that we have a very permissive group of, of first caregivers and anything goes. So that's kind of like having a house um, and no fence at all, right? And so there's no safety. There's no um, understanding or awareness of who you are and what you're about. And so it seems like there's freedom there, but in reality, it's chaos, okay? So remember we talked about that there are four of these tasks and most people have at least one that they have uh, an issue with. Uh, I'll tell you what, just from talking to a bunch of coaching clients, I will probably say that a good majority of folks are missing this task here. Okay. Um, so as we go through, I just want you to be number one, taking notes. So if you've been following the series, you're probably going to want to keep all of your notes together. Um, and just kind of be marking down the things that you know you might struggle with, okay? Um, and we're going to do that self-assessment again, 1 to 10, 1 being, oh my gosh, I have never even heard of this and this definitely doesn't show up in my life, and 10 being, yes, I am an expert at this, okay? Now again, this is just an overview. So I know I have a ton to share with you today. As I was getting this ready, I was like, oh my gosh, I have no idea how long this is gonna take me, but this one's gonna be a good call, okay? However, I cannot share with you everything I know about this or we'd be here till Thursday, okay? So it's just an overview. So as we go through, if there's something that really catches your attention and you feel like, man, I wish Michelle would go further in depth in this thing. Write that down. Send me an email. My email address is michelle at growbyone.com and just say, hey, you talked about this. Can you talk more about this and tell me why? And then I'll add that to the schedule for our podcast. All right. Okay. Are you ready? So much like we did with the, the um, part two, 
we're going to talk about the overview of boundaries. We're going to talk about how to develop boundaries. We're going to talk about some of the symptoms when you don't have boundaries. And we're going to talk about skills. Okay. All right, let's go. Okay, so um, a boundary is a line that marks a limit or border. Okay. It's the realization of our personhood apart from other people. So when you were a toddler, you were learning, I'm a different person apart from my parents or my siblings. Okay. It's the basis of your personal identity. So first of all, before we get started, it's really important to understand that you are connected to others and separate. Okay. So on the last talk, we were um, discussing uh, bonding and attachment, right? Having those positive relationships with other people. So this is the next step. Typically, it happens around um, the age of 18 months to three years. Um, so this is the time where you're realizing, you know, I am a part of this family, but yet I have my own likes and my dislikes. Okay. Um, the, the time where a child begins to learn to say the word no, that's when they are learning that they have their own personhood. Okay. So do you ever feel obliged to serve others? So you're, you're over responsible or you have no responsibility for your own self. Like you have a, a loss of self-control, right? That you're responsible for someone else's feelings, right? You just got to help keep that person happy all the time. Maybe that was you as a kid, you were trying to keep your mom happy all the time, right? Or maybe as a, a, a grown-up, you're trying to keep either your boss or your spouse happy, right? And maybe you sometimes feel a little out of control of your own feelings, like something happens and you might slip into that victim or martyr status, right? So the truth is that your responsibility lies... <laughs> within your boundaries. Okay, so let me give you some examples of some types of boundaries. So the first one, of course, is just physical, right? Your physical body. Um, you know, if, if you suffer uh, abuse of any kind, physical, sexual, emotional abuse, um, that is somebody who is crossing a boundary and coming into your yard, okay? Um, as a toddler, this is really, really important. I'm so glad I learned this before I had children. Um, and for those of you who have already had children, maybe even have grandchildren, again, we're not going over this and, and you know, talking about how we've screwed our kids up, okay? That's not the intent of these calls. It's never too late to form a new belief, okay? However, with toddlers, we don't ever want to fight over sleep, food, or potty training, okay? Those are things within the, the yard, so to speak, within the fence line of each individual person. So think about that, sleep for one. Everybody has their own sleep patterns, right? I mean, as adults, you know if you're a morning person or an afternoon person or an evening person, right? Okay, toddlers are trying to figure that out. Now, I'm not saying you just let them go do whatever, but in our house, it was always, hey, listen, at bedtime, you are in your room with the door closed and the light off. 
whether you choose to sleep is up to you, but this is what you're doing at bedtime. Okay. Um, food. You know, when I, when I was young, uh, my parents didn't have a lot of money. And so there were certain foods that I didn't like. And because they didn't have a lot of money and they didn't have a lot of choices for food, they thought that they were doing good by um, forcing me to eat. Um, and sometimes, you know, force feeding me to eat. Now, I, I understand where they're coming from, you know, as I look back. However, we don't want to fight about food. You know, I can only control as a parent what food I offer you, but you get to decide if you're going to eat or not. Okay, same with potty training. You know, there's so many different methods out there that you can use for potty training, but in the end, what goes in your body and, and how it comes out, that's totally on you. Okay, um, another type of boundary is just attitudes, right? Your attitude. So you get to choose what your attitude is. Uh, I have a mentor that he's very fond of saying, hey, listen, if you're mad, sad, or glad because of what somebody else says or does, you've been had. I love that. Because you get to choose. Okay? Um, also, your attitude is not mine. So if you have a, if a friend comes over and they have a, a crummy attitude about something that happened at work that day, that's their attitude. Now, I'm going to support and encourage them, but I don't have to all of a sudden want to go and napalm their workplace just because they do, right? I can have my own attitude. Feelings. Okay, so feelings are a type of boundary. Um, when you disown your own feelings and those of another person's, well, let me tell you, it's the most destructive thing that you can do next to complete and constant isolation. When you don't take into account somebody's feelings or you deny them to have a feeling, you are denying them their personhood, which is in effect a form of murder. And so... This, this one thing, there's tons of research out there. If you delve into any of the resiliency work, you'll find that um, of all the different types of abuse and neglect, when you disown somebody's feelings, that is worse than physical or sexual punishment. Because what, what happens is that with the physical and the sexual, there are, there are ways that you can kind of get around that, right? Because it's, it's stopping kind of at the edges of your body, right? But when you are into this emotional neglect and denying feelings, you're denying somebody's spirit, soul, mind, personhood, okay? Um, other types of boundaries are just behaviors, you know, how you do something, your thoughts, right? So um, do you have the same opinions as the crowd that you're around, right? If you do, if you always have the same opinion as the people around you, um, you cease to be your own person. I remember a movie from way back when called Runaway Bride. Maybe some of you would remember that. Um, and the one thing that they talked about in the movie was, uh, this woman who had, um, either been married or engaged or something so many times. But what happened was every single guy she was with, she had a different favorite way to have her eggs made in the morning. And so somebody pointed it out. Oh yeah. When she was with so-and-so, she liked a fried egg. Oh yeah. Over here with this guy, she liked a boiled egg. 
And it's a great example of this one that, you know, when you feel like you have to conform to the people around you, you're not being your own person. Okay. Also, abilities are a type of boundary. So when you deny or you don't explore your talents, right, you're, de- you're um, not living within your fence line. Um, when you live through other people, right, so your children, like maybe you never, you know, got to be on the baseball team when you were a kid, but now you definitely want to make sure your kid plays baseball, right? You're, you're denying them maybe their own natural um, life and saying you're going to have this inside your fence line, right? Or just your gifts, right? You're, you're not using your gifts and your talents and your strengths to their fullest ability. You are being a less than person. Okay. Another type of boundary is your desires, right? Your wants, your wishes, your dreams, your goals, your plans, and your choices, so this one, this one might hit you a little bit. Choices, um, are you a people pleaser? Okay, I, I can tell you that I am a, a reformed people pleaser, okay, that has had a lot of work and practice in this area. Um, and I often felt like I was being held hostage. Like, oh, they said I have to do this and like, I really don't want to do this, but I, I want to tell them yes. Um, Or I often felt like I was just checking the box. Like, okay, they said I have to do this, so I have to go and do this, right? Okay. But in reality, you decide what you're going to give. Okay. You decide what you're going to give. So give on purpose. Don't don't, uh, be a victim or a martyr. Give on purpose. Okay. Also, your limits are a type of boundary. So some people are overextended. You say yes all the time, right? It's time to start saying no. And listen, again, I'm, I'm lumping myself in this category. I'm in a place right now, especially in my business where I am um, evaluating everything and everyone. And I'm, I'm thinking about what do I really want to say yes and no to? Okay. Also, your positive and negative assertions. So this is kind of along the lines of your opinions and beliefs, but the things that you love and the things that you hate, both of those are within your fence line. Okay, so anything where we can be separate from others is considered a boundary. So a a perfect example of this, when I was first learning this, I realized... um, Whenever I would go out with friends, and this happened, you know, before I was married and and, and really into adulthood, um, but when I would go out with friends and it was time to go eat somewhere, uh, I would go wherever they wanted to go. <laughs> like, it didn't dawn on me that I had a choice or I could say, no, I don't want to go there, right? I remember distinctly, probably about 15 years ago, some friends of mine were um, leaving, we're going to go to lunch from work. And, uh, so I got to tell you that just about anywhere I'm okay to eat, I do not like sushi. I've tried it and I've tried the authentic style. Please do not email me and tell me you got to try this. You got to try that. I tell you what, it's just not for me. Okay. My husband loves it. Great. And so my friend said, Hey, let's go to the sushi place. And instead of saying, hey, can we pick anywhere else but sushi? I said, yes. 
And not only that, I went and I ate it. I paid for a meal that I knew full well I did not want, I was not going to like, and I did not enjoy it one bit. See, when I realized that that I was doing that, I had to start saying, okay, stop. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not being an authentic person. And so, you know, part of my practicing was just saying, where do I want to, where do I like to eat? Like, what kind of movies do I like? Right? So I was rediscovering for myself what I was about without a group around me. And I actually, part of my practice was to go to different restaurants and things completely by myself and try new foods and say, what do I like and what do I not like? Okay? All right, so let's talk about, um, actually, I'm going to talk about symptoms before I go to how to develop boundaries. So, um, talking about symptoms of boundaries or not having any boundaries. So when a child has extreme control from another person over like the food that they eat, their sleep, um, their bodily habits, what clothes they wear, it can cause issues later on in life. Okay. Um, Just thinking about food. You know, when when you have somebody who's controlling the types of food, um, I think about friends of mine that they um, their kids just graduated from school and they're telling me now that um, they're having a lot of issues because when their children were in the home, they limited all sugar. They were all like vegan, organic, organic, no sugar. Right now, that's fine. I'm not I'm not that's not an issue. Right. That's their choice. However, when their children are out on their own and they're exploring a bigger world and they're developing their own fence line, right? What I like, what I don't like, it is well within their boundaries to say, thanks mom and dad for what you did for me. However, this is what I want to choose, right? However, the parents are having a hard time because they're trying to still control the children. Okay, that's a problem. Uh, Another thing is that other people's feelings are not your responsibility. Okay, that's a really big one for people pleasers to understand. So let me tell you what happened this morning before church. (laughs) So uh, we're getting all ready and everything. And uh, I don't know what it is about my husband. Yes, I do. He has a certain personality type. I totally understand it. Um, But I find myself most often sitting in the car waiting and waiting and waiting. And so when it's like five minutes past when we're supposed to be leaving for church, um, here comes my husband and my oldest daughter, my 12 year old. And I look at what Hannah is wearing and guys, I, I, you can't make this up. She was wearing a nightgown. (laughs) Now I'm pretty lenient because I've learned this stuff and she can, as long as you're clean and covered for the season, you can have whatever style you want as crazy as that is. However, this is where I got to draw the line, right? Like we don't wear our nightgown out in public. And I said, no, you've got to go change. Right. And I knew she was going to be very angry and upset the rest of the day. But see, before I knew this stuff, what would happen is I would just say, well, I won't say anything, even though I don't like it, I won't say anything and I'll just go with it because I want to keep her happy. Okay. 
So I want to just pause here for a second and say that I know that there are folks out there who, uh, you, you recognize this, you see this in your life all the time. And there are other folks who are like, Hey, wait a minute. None of this makes sense. All you have to do is da, 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 da. So if this is an area where you don't struggle in, I want you to be on the lookout for the people in your life who do. Okay, that's the point of, of these calls. All right, if self-centered people are angry at you, it means that you're learning to say no. If some people judge you, you are becoming more like your authentic self. If your parents don't like your decisions, it means that you're growing up. Change your assumptions and get comfortable with other people's anger. Okay. Um, another symptom of, of issues with boundaries is this feeling of guilt and manipulation, right? That somebody will say something or do something and you feel guilty or, or you feel like they're manipulating you. When in reality, nothing can happen without your permission. Let me say that again. Nothing can happen without your permission. They cannot make you feel a certain way and they cannot make you do something you do not want to do. Okay. So when you don't have a fence, right? So there's no boundaries at all in your life or your fence is too high or your, your yard is too small because you've had a lot of control in your life. There are certain symptoms that can come about like depression, panic, resentment, passive aggressive behavior, codependency, uh, you can't be alone, victim status, blaming, guilt, obligation, lack of direction, procrastination, impulsivity, general anxiety, and even obsessive compulsive behavior. Okay. You know anybody that struggles with some of those? Yeah, they could have issues with boundaries. All right, so how do you develop boundaries? Um, well, first of all, boundaries start with bonding first, okay? So all of these four tasks are connected, right? Um, so internal bonding, knowing what you like and you don't like, what your gifts are, what your opinions are, etc. So, So bonding with yourself first. Um, also bonding with others, um, that, that are alike or like the same things you do, right? So we talked about the toddler on the slide, right? The toddler goes down the slide for the first time by themselves. Um, th that relationship, that positive relationship gives them the safety to take that risk to go and do it separately and to come back with joy. Okay. That's what we're talking about. So um, you can go out to a restaurant and find out what you like. And then when you're with friends and they say, where do you want to go eat? You can very easily say, I'm up for anything except sushi. And know that nobody's going to hate you because of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, if you don't have a fence, anything goes, right? If your yard is too small... There's no real growth because you're kind of living your life for other people. Um, if you have an artificial lawn because somebody else has told you this is how you do life, it, it's not yours and it's never going to work. It's never going to feel right. 
okay? Now, some people, what they do is they'll actually walk by and throw trash in your yard, okay? So they'll walk by and see what you're doing in your life and, you know, they'll, they'll talk bad about your thoughts or your opinions. Ever been on social media? Mm-hmm, right? Other people, what they'll do is they'll stand on their porch and they'll talk bad about your yard, right? They, they talk bad about the things that you're doing or saying. They might not ever come and do it to your face, but they're just talking bad about you, right? That is well within their fence line to do that, okay? It is well within their fence line to do that. You cannot control that. You can only control how you deal with it, okay? Now, what about you? Okay, maybe you, you think that you do really well with this one for yourself, but do you try to control others and what lies within their fence line, right? Their thoughts, their actions, their feelings, their opinions. Do you do that with your kids, right? Honey, don't wear those clothes. Go put something else on. Now, again, you got to have standards, you know, so for us, it's clean and covered for the season. If I can see your butt cheeks, sorry, honey, that doesn't fit our standards, right? Now, if you, Hannah, she, even when she was young, her, her thought of uh, matching was, I'm going to wear all the same color. It could be God awful crazy and chaotic, but hey, that was her standard. I got to let her do that. Okay. Even though we walk out of the house and I feel like I'm constantly on a circus parade, right? Um, we're not the family that comes to church and everybody's all dressed the same. Let me just say that, right? But I know that what I'm doing is I'm allowing her to be herself so that when she leaves my home, she has her own fence line built. Okay. Hey, listen, um, it's not my fault that I've experienced child abuse and neglect in my life. But it is my responsibility to do something about it. Okay? It's not, not my fault if my husband decides to, to do or say something that hurts me. Right? And I used to slip into that, like, martyr syndrome or, you know, he's just kind of stepping all over me. But it is my responsibility to say something. Right? Hey, wait a minute. What you just said. You're, you've totally crossed into my yard. Let's talk about this. Okay. So when you're developing boundaries, you want to acknowledge the hurt and anger. Acknowledge that it's there. Hey, someone threw trash in my yard. Hey, someone's yelling at me. Hey, whoa, you just crossed into my fence, right? Acknowledge that it's there and take responsibility for your feelings, especially feelings of isolation. Like, Ooh, wait a minute. That just really hurt me. Right. And reach out to save people for support. This is why we said it's so important to have at least one or two safe people in your life so that, you know, as you're going through and you're practicing these things, let's say, you know, you have a fight with your loved one, um, your significant other, and you're trying to sort it out. You want to take that to a safe person and say, this is what just happened. Help me think through it. Okay. Um, when we live in bondage to others, so that people pleasing, you know, thing, we're not taking responsibility, okay? Whenever we try to make other people change or we blame other people or we step into this powerless state, um, we're, we're being held hostage. But the thing is that we are 
the person with the key to the handcuffs. Okay, you can change. Just get up and move. You're not a tree, right? Just get up and move. Change. Okay, build your fence. Know what you like, know what you don't like, right? All of these boundaries, you want to make sure that you know this This is my fence line. This is what I'm okay with, okay? And here's the important thing is put a gate in your fence. You know, we're not talking about a, um, a castle wall with a moat, okay? We're talking about a good fence line with a gate so that you can choose when to come out of that. So for example, maybe you're having a conversation with somebody and you have always thought your opinion about this one topic is this this way, right? And as you're talking with somebody, you realize, hmm, I might need to change that or I can't, I could change that, right? That's like opening up the gate and going into, into somebody else's yard and saying, oh, I really like that, that pretty flower there. Can I have a transplant of that? And they say, oh, sure, absolutely. So you take that back to your yard and you say, okay, I'm going to add this in now, right? So you're, you're not trying to block out the whole world. But when, with, when you have a gate, you can go out. And here's another thing. When you have a gate, you can let people in. Okay, so you can freely let them come in. Come on in. Let me help you. Right? You get to choose when to use that gate. All right? So when we're thinking about skills to form, so there's a, a few things that I'd like to share with you, and I realize we've been on for quite some time, so I, I'm just going to give you a few of them. Um, but gain awareness, right? So who are you? What do you like? What do you dislike? What do you think? You know, um, how do you feel, right? And also define who you are not, right? So having your values and also having those values that you know are not yours, Okay. And it's not saying that they're bad. You're just saying, I don't want that in my fence. Somebody else may choose to come in and put that in their fence. That's up to them, right? Practicing no to the little things, then the big things, okay? Um, as simply as that restaurant, right? You could say that. And then when it comes time to thinking about, do I really want to keep this job? Right? That's a big thing. So don't just go out and say, hey, I'm going to practice this boundary thing. And I no, I really don't want to keep this job. And I'm, you know, going to go and quit. Although you could if you wanted. But when you're practicing this, practice in little ways first. Okay. This is really, really important to understand too. If your no was taken from you when you were a young kid, like you had an overly aggressive or authoritative caregiver um, and you were not allowed to ever say no. If you experienced uh, abuse or neglect uh, in any way, you're probably going to need to get some help with, with getting back your no. Okay. I highly, highly, highly encourage you to go seek out some mental health professional, a counselor, therapist um, to help you. Quite frankly, I think every single person should should go to some sort of counselor or therapist because they help you talk through and think through things, um, give you new awarenesses of yourself that you would never know on your own. Okay, so if you need permission to do that, I am giving you permission. Go and seek out a good counselor that can help you. Okay. Also, stop blaming others. Accept responsibility. 
So this morning when we went to church, I was angry that we were late. And then when my daughter came out with a nightgown, I was like, are you kidding me? And I was, you know, going through my head and saying, what am I going to be okay with? And so I had turned the car off and I knew that the radio was still playing and it takes about 10 minutes before it turns off. And I, I had made this decision. If my husband and daughter do not come out before this radio turns off, so I'm going to give them 10 minutes, I am leaving without them. Thankfully they came, but I was fully committed to leaving without them. Okay. So I wasn't going to blame them. I was taking responsibility and saying, this is the current situation. What am I okay with? Okay. Also persevere. So choose to love and give, not just fulfill obligations. Again, this is your opening of the gate, right? You're choosing to love. So, uh, you know, I know that I like to have my eight hours of sleep. I like to do certain things. I like to eat certain foods. Um, I have my routine, right? Now, many of you know, last week uh, I was in Paraguay and Brazil and I was doing some amazing work and it was wonderful. It really was. And I did not get my sleep. I did not have my routine and I definitely did not have the foods that I like. However, I chose to do that with a happy heart because I wanted to come out of my gate and I wanted to give and serve. Okay, that means I'm not going to go and do that and complain about all of those things because I made the choice to do that. Okay, um, set limits um, and, and not just limits with other people, but limits with yourself. Have you ever sat down and done a, a time study? where you look at what are the things that I spend my time on every day and how do I want to choose to spend my time? That might be a good project for you. Okay. Um, just be honest with yourself and other people. Just start practicing true, authentic honesty. So uh, I was going through something really rough a couple months ago, uh, and I won't go into it now because we don't have the time, but um, honestly, it was one of those times in life that you, you know, you're going to look back at the end of your life and say, yeah, that was a, that was a really tough time. Um, and a friend of mine asked me, you know, how are you doing? How's it going? And my initial instinct was to say, everything's fine. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. And I realized I need to be honest with her and with myself. And, you know, I didn't go into everything, but I just said, you know what, right now I'm having a hard day. And it was just enough to open the door a little bit where, you know, we could have an authentic exchange. We had that connection again, back to that bonding and attachment. Uh, I didn't have to share with her the whole story. I didn't have to bring in all my drama or crazy. Right. Um, but it was a moment of truth and honesty that quite frankly, we both needed practice that. Okay. Um, challenge any distorted thinking. We talked a little bit about that last time. That's going to come up in each one of these. Okay. And then one last thing that I could share with you is um, your I am statements. So be very, very um, keyed in on anything that you say after the statement, I am blank. Okay. Because that is your identity. Okay. So I am uh, tired, right? If you say I am tired, you are telling yourself that you are a tired person. If you say, I am feeling tired, you can feel tired right now, but maybe in the next moment you won't feel tired. 
See the difference? Um, whenever somebody says you are or you say I am, I want you to be very keyed in on what that next statement is because it's going to tell you what your identity is. And here's the kicker. You get to change that if you don't like it. Okay. Um, I would highly recommend that you do at least five I am statements a day. So simple ones that I are pretty common for me is um, I am loved. I am lovable. I am loving. I am strong. I am healthy. I am whole. Right. And so I tell myself those things and I find that when I have issues, uh, when I'm, I have some distorted thinking of my own, or even this morning, honestly, when, when all of this was happening before church and I realized my attitude is a certain way and I can change it. I, I told myself, I forgot myself for a moment. <laughs> I forgot that I'm strong, healthy, whole, loved, loving, lovable. And so once I, I went into those I am statements, it was like a reminder of, hey, this is who we are. This is our fence line. And that's when I came up with the, if they're not back in 10 minutes, we're leaving without them. They can dry themselves. Okay. Make sense? All right. Awesome. So again, now that we're to the end of this, rate yourself a one to 10. One being, oh my gosh, I know this is me, right? I struggle with this. And 10 being, man, I'm so glad that I've got this down. Okay. If your number is under an eight, so one through seven, I want you to take some time after this, after you've listened and gone through your notes, and I want you to come up with one or two, no more than that, small things, action steps that you could do to practice getting better in this area. Okay. We're not trying to change your whole personhood. Listen, I've been practicing this for many years. I'm still practicing this. I have a, a hunch that I'm probably going to be practicing this the rest of my life. So just choose one or two small things that you can do that you can practice to get better in this area. Okay. Now, those of you who are, who scored really high, I want you to be key in on those quiet people in your life or the people that seem out of control, right? Like they have no fence line. Um, those are the people that are struggling in this area. So if they're quiet, encourage them to speak up and kind of say their, their, their piece, right? Speak up what's on their mind. Um, if they're out of control, just try to build that relationship, that connection and say, Hey, is there anything I can do for you? And then pause and listen. Okay. All right. So next time, uh, which if you're following this daily, I know some of you are, is going to be on Tuesday because tomorrow we're doing a different topic, but Tuesday, we're going to talk about the, the third picture in this series. Um, that's with the stick people. And we're going to talk about the difference between good and bad. This is one of my favorites, uh, and, and I know that some of you are really, really going to like that one, okay? All right, so again, email me with any thoughts that you might have about this, any questions, comments, concerns. Um, if I talked about something and you're like, oh, talk a little bit more about this, let me know. Um, and then I guess we'll see you next time. Awesome. Have a good day. Bye-bye.